Time once again for the Built by Bama online podcast. Travis Ryer, senior analyst for BOL with you. Uh, we're headed into another weekend of college football. The Alabama Crimson Tide set to host the Golden Eagles of Southern Mississippi Saturday at 11 a.m. Brunch with Bama at Bryant-Denny. 11 a.m. kickoff. That game will air on ESPN2. But we're going to talk some recruiting on this edition of the Built by Bama online podcast and joining us to do that recruiting analyst there for BOL Hank South Hank it's been a little bit uh, maybe a couple weeks since we last connected but uh, looks like a good time to do it we're going to have some uh, gonna have some activity on the visit front I guess this week this weekend in Tuscaloosa yeah absolutely you know 11 a.m kicks aren't going to get a big number of visitors out um, typically, but there are some notable names expected to attend uh, the game this weekend. And it starts out at the top with official visitors. You know, this is the first time we've seen Alabama host official visitors since June, um, you know, during that, that spring and summer period where they're allowed to get guys in on those trips. Uh, so, you know, two expected at Alabama this weekend, we've covered it on BamaOnline.com. Uh, the most notable name, you know, we've been talking about for over a year, Reggie Grimes, uh, an Alabama legacy, a, a top 100, defensive end, uh, athlete type, um, kind of a guy that can, can do it all out of Tennessee. Obviously his dad, uh, Reggie senior was a defensive lineman for Alabama on their, uh, 99 sec championship team, which, uh, coincidentally will be honored this weekend at halftime. Um, so, you know, that's a big visit and, you know, it's a recruitment that, you know, it, it, for the longest time it was trending towards Alabama. That was the easy pick. It's where his dad went. It's where he grew up as a fan, all that, um, Alabama kind of filled up this summer, as we saw, you know, at, at that um, edge outside linebacker spot. Uh, that's kind of where he projects at this point with Alabama. And, and, you know, it's not really clear as far as where he fits into the picture at this point. But what is clear is Alabama has still been recruiting him pretty hard. They had him at the Champions Cookout and then, of course, his official visit this weekend. So his decision date is set for November 28th. You know, a lot can happen between now and then. Uh, he's also considering South Carolina, who, who, you know, if he was deciding today, I'd probably pick the Gamecocks um, in Tennessee. And some other schools are in the mix, but those are kind of the three to know. So we'll be keeping a close eye on Reggie this weekend. And then Alfred Collins, who's a guy that a lot really hasn't been covered all that much. You know, we, we've written about him a few times on BamaOnline.com. He's out of the Austin area. Um, he's actually we're talking about Reggie Grimes being a, a an Alabama legacy. Alfred Collins is a Texas legacy. His mom played basketball for the Longhorns. So he has some ties to the program in Austin. However, he's never visited Alabama. And so, you know, th- this visit this weekend could be kind of a turning point. I'm, I'm not saying, you know, they're going to, you know, <laughs> turn uh, flip the tables on him and, and take a he's, he's currently trending to Texas. So I, I'm not sure Bama's going to uh, change that this weekend, but you know they they can get the wheels in motion of possibly you know impressing him and, and just continuing to move along um, further with him. They've been recruiting him pretty hard. You know we 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 caught up with him in the summer. He had been talking to Nick Saban. Um, he was trying to make it out in the summer as well for an unofficial visit to kind of see how things were. Um, but uh, this date this weekend worked out. So uh, right now, you know, I think Alfred Collins is trending to Texas, but again, has never visited Alabama, and, and you know visits can always change that. Let me ask you this. So we're talking about, I guess, a couple of defensive linemen types, uh, defensive end type and Reggie Grimes. Do you think some of this ties into this Antonio Alfano situation in terms of there being an extra spot potentially what appears to be most likely uh, on this Alabama defensive line uh, if, if it doesn't work out with Alfano ultimately, Hank? 
I think so. And, and you know, even before all this Antonio Alfano stuff kind of came up during uh, fall camp and into this season, Bama has been recruiting so many defensive linemen. It, it's, it's been the position we've been talking about the, that's the hardest to pin down as far as, you know, how are they going to finish out this class? They have I, I could probably bring up almost a dozen guys that you could arguably make a case for to potentially be in this class. And, you know, Alfred Collins is probably one of those guys that in that in that uh uh, in that group of, of guys, you know, just to keep an eye on, you know, th- th- they're taking official visits. They're still talking to the staff. They're still being recruited pretty actively. And so, you know, now that you factor in that Alfano stuff and, you know, kind of the questions surrounding that and what's going to happen there, uh, I think this might be a benefit to Alabama having uh, at least, you know, having been recruiting guys uh, so many uh, extra defensive linemen. Obviously, it's not a benefit to lose a caliber of player like Antonio Alfano if that's if that's what's to happen. But um, you know, I, I think Bama set itself up in a good position to still have their foot in the door with a number of guys at the position. Not to get off the recruiting topic because that's what we're we're doing here uh, on this Friday morning. But I, I got to ask you because you've been around Antonio Alfano, you were right there. Uh, in the reporting of his recruitment for the 2019 cycle. How surprised are you right now, Hank, with with everything that's kind of unfolded here uh, in the last month or so? You know, I'm I'm pretty surprised. You know, I, I know that, you know, opposing fan bases and, and people in the media will, will say, you know, he, he had kind of some red flags coming in. Uh, but, you know, he, he, he really showed signs of, of, of progress and development in his senior year of high school. Um, you know, it's, it seemed like early on, you know, he, he, he was an early enrollee seemed like spring went pretty well in, in the early stages of fall camp. And so I, I'm surprised, but at the same time, you know, it, it's, it's just kind of a surprise. He's not in the transfer portal yet, unless you know he's been in it this morning. We just don't see it yet. But um, the fact that, you know, his, his dad came out and said he, he had requested it into the transfer portal last week. And he's still not in it. I think there's something to be said about that. So, you know, it, it's a really interesting situation to follow right now with Antonio Alfano. But, yeah, overall, I, you know, I'm, I'm pretty surprised it's, it's kind of turned into this. Uh, are you surprised that some of these other guys have stepped forward like they have? Uh, DJ Dale back in the spring certainly asserted himself very quickly. But Justin Aboigby now with LeBron Ray's uh, latest foot injury looks like he could be in line to join that front seven as a first team guy, uh, Byron young coming on now, uh, moving into that mix and that rotation. I, I guess the point is for as much as we heard about Alfano coming in as one of those six signees up front, uh, it kind of speaks to the, the, the depth of quality they were able to pull together. And, and right now looking at the situation, thankfully so, if you're an Alabama fan. Yeah, you know, they signed the best defensive class, defensive line class on paper, and, and it's showing now with these guys being able to step up and, and fill in these voids where they need to. And, and Justin Boygba, you know, you, you talked to his coaches in, at, uh, at Forest Park, and, you know, this guy, this was a very important guy to hold on to because if you followed his recruitment last fall, it was kind of all over the place. You know, Justin wasn't really talking. He was taking visits elsewhere. Tennessee looked like they might be flipping him. Uh, Florida was in the mix. Georgia, I think, came in late. Um, and, and, you know, Bama was able to hold on to him in the end. And, and you know, he, he's there's nothing but good things to be said about him from his high school coaches as far as his ability and just as far as just his his, uh, his locker room presence as well. And so uh, I'm not surprised to see Justin Deboigbe, uh, uh, you know, 
fill in and step up. Neither would be with Byron Young, uh, DJ Dale. Obviously, that was a little bit of a surprise. You know, you see a true freshman step into that role Quinn and Williams had last year um, in the spring. But, you know, kind of used to it now. I mean, we've been we've been talking about it for, for a few months now. But uh, no, you know, they, they signed a really strong defensive line class and uh, it's showing now. Something that uh, may have come up as a surprise to some here in the last week, but if you listen to the Built by Bama online podcast that we do with Hank and Reed Hank's uh, work and Tim Watt's work there uh, on our website, you probably weren't all that surprised. But Hank, you did make a little bit of news here in the last few days when you put in that official crystal ball for five-star dual threat quarterback Bryce Young, a USC commitment, as we know, committed to the Trojans for a while now, uh, but you made it official here, and you have crystal balled Bryce Young to Alabama. Tell us what went into making that uh, that 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 uh, prediction. Yeah, you know, it's been a, a few months in the making. So um, if you've been following the reporting, dating back to the opening finals, um, I, I think was really the turning point where. Uh, myself and others within our 24-7 Sports Network, uh, Steve Wolfong, who also crystal balled Bryce Young to flip um, from Alabama from uh, USC to Alabama. Um, that's kind of w- where we really started to feel that Bama had a legitimate shot at this, that, that there was actually reasons for optimism a- as far as getting that flip done. You know, talking to people around the opening finals and, you know, just talking to people with, familiar with the recruitment, it just seemed like it was trending that way. Uh, the weeks to follow, you know, nothing really happens. Bryce Young isn't a guy that's going to talk about his recruitment. And when he does, you know, he's a hundred percent USC. He's respectful of the school. Um, and you got to admire that about the kid. Uh, but nothing really has happened. You know, Bryce Young hasn't come out and talked about it. Uh, there's been no visits. Obviously he's committed to USC, but you know, in the last couple weeks or so, um, I I think kind of that, that flame has been reignited, uh, reignited as far as, uh, you know, that, that, feeling of optimism for Alabama. Um, you know, we've talked to, to several people that have knowledge of the situation and um, obviously you're seeing what's happening in Los Angeles. Um, Clay Helton's seat isn't getting any cooler. Um, obviously JT Daniels went down and Keaton Slovis has come in and, and, and looked pretty good um, for, for, you know, stepping into that role. Um, and so it's kind of that, that kind of trending to Alabama feeling has kind of started back up uh, more so than, even it was in the summertime. And, you know, earlier this week, uh, it just, you know, it, it felt the time to go ahead and put that pick in. Um, and obviously several others uh, joined me on that um, flip prediction to to Alabama. And so now it's kind of a wait and see mode. Obviously, you know, he, he played St. Francis last week and completely dismantled that defense, which is, is probably the best high school defense yeah. in the country. Um, he has a bye week this weekend, so he, he's kind of um, taking a breather. And uh, it seems like maybe if, if there is a time this fall for something that would make sense as far as a, a time period for something to happen, it would it would be in this you know this this part of the this this week I would say with the bye week and him not having to focus on a game. So I'm not saying that's when anything's going to happen, but it, it it would make sense. So a guy we're keeping an eye on, um, and, and certainly that would be a, a massive addition for Alabama. No doubt about it. Uh, as we know, there could be a wide open quarterback competition in Tuscaloosa as early as next spring. Let's play some hypotheticals here, though, with Bryce Young, Hank, because we can do whatever the heck we want here on the <laughs> Built by Bama online podcast. Um, so what if it does go south for Clay Helton? You know, the, the Trojans have SC this weekend at home. I think Notre Dame, Washington coming up. 
uh, on the road. So it, it's a tough stretch, a defining stretch to say the least for Clay Helton. But if it does go that way and SC decides to make a change, what if that change involves Urban Meyer? You know, mm-hmm. I, I know it's impossible to sort of, you know, pinpoint exactly what would happen. But Urban's development of quarterbacks, his use of quarterbacks in sort of a dual threat nature, um, if you if you had to think about potentially that sort of scenario, how much more difficult do you think it would be for Alabama to to put pen to paper with Bryce Young? Or do you feel like regardless of what happens beyond Clay Helton, Graham Harrell and that offensive staff, Alabama is going to be in good shape there regardless. You know, part of me leans to the latter. I, I think they're in good shape regardless. But certainly if you if you if, if Clay Helton is to be uh, let go from USC and, and they bring in Urban Meyer, I mean, that that's something that you'd have to imagine they're going to look at one way or the other, even if they, they flipped Alabama and, and they're they're happy there. Obviously, that's their hometown school. That's the school they have a lot of ties to and a lot of loyalty to. So, you know, I would imagine they would they would, uh, you know, field some interest there. But um, I, I think this is kind of when that that relationship battle war favors Alabama. Obviously, we, we've talked a lot about his bond, his family's bond with Steve Sarkeesian. They go way back, obviously, with the West Coast ties. And still, you know, even if you bring in a, a coach like Urban Meyer, uh, the situation in Tuscaloosa is a lot more favorable to come in and play immediately. You know, he, he's probably battling with uh Really, I mean, I, I, no disrespect to Talia Tungavaloa or Paul Tyson, but really it would be more so of a, a Bryce Young, Mac Jones battle, in my opinion, um, in the spring. Whereas if he if he stuck with USC, uh, it, he would be you know a, a rehabbing JT Daniels from his knee injury and then uh, Keaton Slovis. So he'd have two guys to kind of face off with. Whereas you know he could probably come in and uh, and compete right away to start in Tuscaloosa. So um, obviously I, I think they would look into it if Urban Meyer was hired there. Uh, but I, I think kind of their connection with Alabama, the opportunity at Alabama, I think that would still probably win out in the end. Yeah, it could be a situation similar, Hank, to what Jalen Hurts walked into back in 2016, right? Mm-hmm. With oh, Blake yeah. Barnett, Cooper Bateman. You know, that was sort of the competition there for Jalen. Uh, and it took him about a half uh, in that USC game in Arlington. Uh, back in 2016 in that opener to kind of take it over. But that's exactly how it played out uh, three years ago, four years ago, I guess. Something like that. Anyway, uh, we're talking with Hank South, recruiting analyst for BamaOnline.com on the Built by Bama Online podcast. You can consume the podcast anywhere that you do your podcasting. We promise you that. And while you're there, how about giving us a subscription? If you don't mind, we would. Really, really appreciate it. Maybe leave us a, a review while you're uh, doing so. Uh, let's talk about some. Uh, let's talk about a potential tight end coming into this picture because Hank, we've talked so much about Eric Gilbert, uh, other guys at that position. Obviously, a position of need for Alabama for this 2020 class. Uh, but I see you've got a new name potentially, at least, uh, possibly making an official visit to Alabama maybe in the next couple of months. Yeah, you know, we talk about, you know, these positions of need. You always have to have these contingency plans, these backup plans if, you know, you're, you're, you're the big targets, your main targets end up going elsewhere. We saw that kind of bite Alabama in the behind in the 20, 2018 class when they kind of got uh, 
left out from some of the top defensive linemen when Bobby Brown flipped on National Signing Day. Malik Langham went to Florida. So, we, we you know, they, they, got, they got to have backup plans. I know fans look at it as, oh, you know, they're recruiting this tight end. That means they're not going to get Eric Gilbert. That That's not the case. And uh, this tight end, Theo Johnson, is a guy that's been on Alabama's radar for a while. Um, he didn't include Bama in his uh, list of visits a few weeks ago as far as schools he was considering to go to this fall. But we caught up with him a couple days ago, and he said uh, he's considering he's, – he hasn't said it yet, but he's considering officially visiting Alabama for the LSU game, which is probably going to be the biggest recruiting weekend of the fall um, here in a, in a few weeks uh, or you know month and a half. Um, and so – you know, he's a guy to watch. You know, the tight end is such a major position of need in the 2020 class. Obviously, Eric Gilbert is, is probably the, the, the main target. Darnell Washington is a massive target as well. Um, but most of the buzz with Alabama has been around Eric Gilbert, the number one tight end in the nation as of late. Uh, but at the same time, you know, Eric Gilbert, he's been to Clemson um, already this fall. He was, of course, at Alabama's uh, season opener in Atlanta. He's going to Texas A&M this weekend on an official visit, and he's expected to be at Georgia next month on an official visit. So, you know, he's still looking at his options. So Bama has to still look at its its, its options as well, and Theo Johnson is one of them. So do you think this could be uh, Eric Gilbert and Theo Johnson's situation, or would you lean more, Hank, to this being Eric Gilbert or a Theo Johnson? Yeah, you know, I, I, I would say more so or if both wanted to come and Alabama had space, I, I would imagine Alabama would love to take two more tight ends just just to add that depth and have those guys available to them. Um, but I, I think this is more of just, you know, let, let's let's keep another tight end on warm just in case, you know, things don't work out with Eric Gilbert, or even Darnell Washington, because right now, you know, Darnell Washington's trending to Georgia. Uh, Theo Johnson is, is looks like more of a Penn State Georgia battle, and, and he and Darnell Washington are close. So I think this is more of an or situation. But again, if the numbers worked out to Bama's favor and they had an extra spot and they were able to get two more tight ends, um, you know, I, I think that's something they would look at. Yeah, Theo Johnson, the Canadian, uh, should he land at Alabama, that would give Alabama back to back classes with uh, players with Canadian ties, uh, John Mechie, uh, in that 2019 class uh, a year ago, the wide receiver uh, being among those two. Hey, let's talk about potential commitments in the upcoming weeks, days uh, for this 2020 class and the Alabama Crimson Tide, Hank. I know there's a cornerback uh, at a junior college right now we've talked about extensively uh, in the past. Is is he one of those guys at the top of that list, Hank? Yeah, I think so. Nadab Joseph, obviously, every, all Alabama fans know about Nadab. Um, the one-time commitment turned Georgia signee within a 14-day span. Um, he's at Independence Community College in Kansas right now, and we actually caught up with him last, uh, I guess, two nights ago um, for the first time in a while as far as an interview goes. You know, he hasn't really been talking much, and he's been focusing on, on school and, and the football season. But, um, you know, I, I talked to Nadab, and he said it's a Alabama-Georgia battle just as pretty much was back in uh, December of 2017 uh, when all that uh, drama went down late in the early signing period, the, the first year of the early signing period. Uh, but, you know, he, he talked about how those are his two uh, his two ch- uh, schools he's considering right now, um, asking about Alabama. And, you know, this is a totally new look staff for him from what outside of Nick Saban, of course, but outside of what he was recruited or who he was recruited by. Um, in 2017 or in the 2018 class, you know, he, uh, Joe Panunzio was his primary recruiter. Now it's Charles Huff. 
obviously uh, Derek Angeli was, was the secondary coach at the time. And now it's uh, it's Carl Scott recruiting him. So, um, you know, he, he said he's meshed really well with the new staff. He, he's a big fan of him. Um, he's going to get down for the LSU game on an official visit. And he said a decision is coming soon. Um, so, you know, I think that certainly favors Alabama um, as far as timeline goes. He doesn't have a Georgia visit set yet. Um, he says it probably will get set. He's just trying to figure out a weekend. But I think just talking to him and hearing what he has to say about Alabama and, and kind of his opportunity there, I think you got to like where, where uh, Bama stands for him right now. So let's look at some potential uh, official visit weekends coming up because Alabama, as we talked about a couple of guys in uh, for Southern Miss this weekend, you got Ole Miss the weekend after. uh, And then certainly after the road trip to College Station, you're looking at an extended stretch of home games uh, through October into early November with that LSU game shaping up to be just absolutely epic on a on a recruiting uh, front in addition to everything else that could be going into that game what does it look like still maybe uh hank when we talk about that stretch and you know the type of guys the official visitors things like that that at least right now we we understand it's all tentative when it comes to recruiting mm-hmm. uh but but some more names that could be coming through tuscaloosa here in the next month month and a half yeah you know you look at Ole miss next weekend and and there's no official Visitors expected just yet. I think that's going to change. One name I'd keep an eye on, um, and and he he committed he committed elsewhere after he set this official visit date. But B.J. Ojulari, who's a four-star defensive end from uh, from Eric Gilbert's high school, Marietta, Georgia, uh, he 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 was expected to be on an, on campus for an official visit next weekend. But in in that span between when he announced that and and now he committed to Tennessee, but obviously you look at kind of what's going on at Tennessee right now. Maybe he decides to keep his options open. So I think just keep his name in mind in case he does decide to make it beyond him. I, I would expect some other notable visitors in next week. And obviously it's a, it's a big sec home game. So certainly a, 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 a time recruits could, could come out, but I think the biggest weekends as you kind of look down the schedule are going to be Tennessee, obviously and, and LSU, which is going to be the biggest one. And, I'll be curious to see kind of what happens here in the next few weeks as far as scheduling goes, because I would imagine Bama probably wants to kind of split this LSU weekend up into another big home game, just with the the sheer number of guys that have already said they, they plan to officially visit for the LSU game. You know, we already talked about Theo Johnson as a possibility, Nadab Joseph, Darnell Washington, uh, Zakivas Walker, Jordan Banks. The list goes on and on. So, um, you know, I, I think that that list could probably kind of spill over a little bit um, into the Tennessee game as far as official visits go. Um, Xavier Henderson has talked about officially visiting for the Tennessee game. He's a top 100 receiver target from South Florida. Nazir Stackhouse, who's committed to Georgia, a defensive lineman uh, from the state of Georgia, has talked about the Tennessee game. And so I, I think when you're when you're looking at what are going to be the biggest turnouts, I think Tennessee weekend and, and, and LSU, of course, as well. And then obviously, you know, we, we see December is kind of that if you can't make a game weekend or a big game weekend, obviously, you know, Bama wants to get you on campus in December right before the early signing period. So you see a lot of commitments do their officials in December because they, you, you know, they can be around the remaining top targets that haven't officially visited yet. And they can kind of, you know, bomb with them a little bit more. So I think you'll see more commitments kind of trend towards uh, that time frame. Uh, but, yeah, you know, it, it's going to be a, a big stretch here starting in a few weeks. What has been the impact looking ahead, I guess, for 2021 with Drake May coming on board at the quarterback position? Has he already started to take on a role as a 
maybe a lead recruiter for those guys in that class? Yeah, he has. And I actually, another guy I caught up with this week, um, who's off to a really nice start in, uh, in the, in the 2019 season, I should say, um, he's completing about 84% of his passes. He's played one third quarter so far through three games has 10 touchdown passes, zero interceptions. So he's off to a really hot start for Myers park. Um, but yeah, talking to him, you know, he, he's all about being that class leader. He said, he said, I'm the quarterback. That's my job. Um, so he certainly is, is taking, uh, taking the reins of that role. I asked him who he was recruiting. Um, and he said, obviously offensive lineman, um, five-star tackle Maris Mims out of Georgia. And these are all 2021 guys. Um, Amika Egbuka, who's a five-star receiver target from the state of Washington. So he, he's calling a guy on the West coast. Um, and then Hudson Wolf out of Tennessee, a four-star tight end are, are three guys he brought up that he's talking to and in, in the era of right now. And so, um, yeah, he's certainly taking that role seriously. And then another name I should bring up that actually kind of made headlines this week, Will Shipley, who's a five-star all-purpose yeah, yeah. back, um, from just down the road from Drake may he talked about how he's really close to Drake. Their dads were friends growing up. And uh, he's going to actually visit for the LSU game with with Drake. So uh, that might pay off for Bama there as far as that relationship goes. Um, another five star out of, or a five star prospect out of North Carolina. I think if Drake May continues his current pace, I think he's going to be in that five star discussion as well. Yeah, the running back from North Carolina. I got a, a little Christian McCaffrey to him yeah. and watching yeah. his tape can go explosive, dynamic player uh, out of the backfield, both as a runner and a receiver. Hank, I think we're good. You got anything else for us as we wrap up uh, this Built by Bama online podcast with you? I don't think so. I think we covered it all. Um, yeah, I feel like every time we're on a podcast, it's, you know, it's next few weeks are going to be big. And, you know, I, I do think things are start, about to start picking up for Alabama in a big way here in the in this 2020 class. Yeah, it's the fastest 25 minutes in sports. <laughs> we do the Built by Bama online podcast with Hank South. Well, Hank, thanks as always. Have a great weekend. We'll do it again soon. Appreciate it, Travis. You too. There he goes. Hank South, recruiting analyst for BamaOnline.com. That's a wrap for this edition of the Built by Bama Online podcast. Thanks so much for listening again. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast wherever you consume your podcast, please do so and uh, leave us a review if you don't mind as well. Thanks again for your support of BamaOnline.com. Stay locked into the website. We've got continuing coverage of Alabama football, both from a team and recruiting perspective. Basketball season is going to be here before you know it. We'll have you covered from that perspective as well. Thanks again. Join us next time when the Built by Bama Online podcast returns.